0: Welcome to Dead House. I'm Dylan. I'm Nathan. And we are both kind of recovering
1: from sickness. Yeah, I don't know if our week. voices are going to sound alright. Uh, I, yeah. I think mine's better now, but we'll see when this comes out.
0: I've brought some water. You've got a beer. So uh, we'll, we'll soothe the vocal cords and see how we go on this uh, Monday afternoon. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, both recovering from a cold and mm. then also went and, like to a concert. Yeah, Does that doesn't not help. help. No, That, that night... I was very painful in my throat.
0: Yeah, I wasn't singing along too much because I knew like we'd be recording soon and I was still recovering. But uh, we went and saw Hybrid Theory, who is a Portuguese Linkin Park tribute band. Pretty Mm. wild. And uh, that sounds so random, but they're actually (laughs) very good. They look and sound the part.
1: I mean, I don't know how big the market is, but I would assume that they're the world's best Linkin Park cover band.
0: I think they're like one of the few that are actually sort of
1: recognised by Linkin Park.
0: And yeah, uh, yeah. given the thumbs up Because um, the main I,
1: guy Sounds very similar like, Oh yeah he, He's good
0: Yeah Hell of a range on him And I think this was the third time I've seen them in five years So they must like Australia Yeah sure And I it's mean, not
1: easy to come here From overseas so. Yeah but I'm sure We're definitely paying for their flights Yeah well <laughs> This is true
0: This is uh, This is gonna be a cool episode Had you uh, Had you seen this before This episode?
1: I way? had not Yeah, not I, I kind of Like obviously I'd heard of it Mm. Uh, I'd never really given it much thought or much credence Because I, I don't know if it was meant to be good Like, does it have a popularity to it? So, do people think it's really good? Well, I think it's pretty popular
0: I guess we should probably tell people what <laughs> we're talking about So <laughs> today we're discussing The Purge 2013 film uh, it's, it's popular enough in the sense that It's been able to make a bunch of sequels on a show mm. So I think people like the concept Because they've played around with that a fair bit throughout the franchise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when it came out, like, I saw it pretty soon after then and enjoyed it. And, you know, a lot of people I know have seen it and enjoyed it. In terms of, like, home invasion-esque films, it's not the best one. I much prefer The Strangers. I I think we
1: all know one. Yeah, our opinion on the best one is.
0: And even then, I probably prefer Hush to this as well.
1: Oh, yeah. In terms of home invasion films. Because Mike Flanagan's my boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh,
1: that reminds me. I've started watching The Fall of the House of Usher. Why didn't you lead with that? Oh, I know. Let's I'm h- pause the uh, <laughs> <laughs> pause the purge discussion. We'll, we'll, what episode are you up to? We'll curb that. Um,
0: I think we watched three, okay. not too long ago. Yeah. Episode three, that is. So, what is there, eight in this series? There are eight, yeah, we're almost halfway. Um, I'll tell you what, that second episode
1: ramped things up pretty quickly, and I was a fan. Was that the mask, the Masquerade one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was cool. I, I saw that coming, but uh, <laughs> it's still delivered.
1: Yeah, obviously we're trying to avoid spoilers, because it has mm. just come out, and I recommend anyone watch it before getting anything spoiled. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah okay, good to know you're liking it. Yeah, no, it's rad. It, it only gets better, I'll say that.
0: I really like the dynamic of the family, just how, like... Manipulative and shallow and mm-hmm. poisonous
1: they are like, yeah. well, Such a toxic environment Well, I mean, the the premise is that They're all, like, children of a wealthy businessman mm. But they're not Like, they're obviously not all the same mother yeah. I think there might be that There's two of them that are from the same mum mm. But then all of the others are from different women They all just want and to cut on so, the wheel so. Yeah, and so they're, they're all family They're all siblings But they're like there's a lot of oh you're not a real usher you know yeah <laughs> you're just yeah. Y- your mother's just some bitchy met.
0: <laughs> no it's 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 good I'm liking it so hopefully we can uh, knock the rest of that out by the end of the year and uh, next episode maybe I can give you a recap or I don't know I'll start the new year whatever episode we kick off the new year with with a review I
1: mean a could, joint review of it could that do a whole episode just on that season or that'd be probably can a we long, do that that'd probably be a long episode we can do that right this is our fucking podcast we can do whatever <laughs> we like. <laughs> We could talk about yeah. TV shows. All right. We, we, we might anyway, do that in the Anyway, <laughs> back
0: to The Purge. This is where I insert that little, like, sound effect. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, The Purge. Written and directed by James DeMonaco. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote all five films and uh, directed the first three. So, he's still got a heavy hand uh, in the saga, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's starring Ethan Hawke. Yep. Who uh, is the only really big name in the first one, at least.
1: Uh, sure. Had... Because the other one is Lena Headey or Headey. Had, mm-hmm. had she... Is this pre-Game of Thrones? Uh, I'm going to have to take your word for it because I've <laughs> not watched Game of well, Thrones. Because she's in Game of Thrones. Let me look up a year real quick. Okay. What year te- did you just say this came out? 2013.
0: Yeah. Because Ethan Hawke's got like... I mean, obviously he was in things like um, Training Day and the Society as a kid. But uh, in terms of horror, he was in Sinister and the Black Phone. Mm-hmm. So, a bit uh, of cred to him.
1: Yeah, no. Lena Headey... This is two years after mm. Game of Thrones started, so she would have been pretty big. Enough, okay. she obviously played um, Queen Cersei.
0: Okay, so she Queen, had a little Queen's bit of regent notoriety then. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Although it's interesting though, because obviously her character in that show is a despicable mm. woman, mm. Uh, whereas in this she's playing like a loving mother. Yeah, So it's, it's yeah. kind of against type, and I think she's like one of the strong points of the movie.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest, like as you know, much of a star I guess as Ethan Hawke is these days. He wasn't a very likable
1: character, nor was it a very convincing performance. Oh, okay. right. We differ because I liked his character. Okay. And I thought he did a good performance. I mean,
0: I get it the whole American patriotism, got to protect my family kind of thing. But um, I don't know. Maybe it was just that I didn't find him relatable. Maybe that's what it was. Not
1: that I don't want to protect my family. I mean, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to protect family. You're not a successful businessman. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I just didn't see him for what he really was. Because to me, it was just like, oh, yeah, he's just a successful man. Mm. He's looking out for his family. The like dinner scene I, I liked because he's, yeah, it was okay. like that typical, he wants the family to be a family. Like, yeah, true. I, once we have a family, I'm, I'll, I'll be a big proponent of like family dinner. Cause mm. that's where like, you can actually spend time with the family instead of watching TV on the couch. Yeah. Like he, that, he was, I think that makes for a stronger family. Yeah. He was very much a dad. In this, which yeah. I
0: guess you want when it's kind of revolving around a home invasion. So. Yeah.
1: And like, I feel like it would have been very easy to make him the super controlling, mm. like rich father. Yeah. Where it's, there is like a comment where he comment, uh, he like sort of backhand criticism mm. the daughter on like when, when he's talking about her rehearsal for a, a, an instrument. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but you like, you'll, to will you got to get your left hand in coordinated with your right hand. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, it's, it's a little bit backhanded. Um, Criticism, but mm. still, I think he, he he still comes across to me as like a loving, supportive father.
0: Yeah, all right. I mean, you make a good point because I guess when we're talking about home invasion horror, or at least ones we've discussed on the pod, like this is the first one with a family, so the stakes are raised automatically. I think. Yeah, like Harsh she's on her own. Strangers, there are a couple. So yeah, this is this is an interesting take, I guess, in that regard. Um, also starring Reese Wakefield, he was like the lead freak. The, okay. The yep. the mask gang. Um, interestingly, he was cast a day before they started shooting.
1: Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> what, how uh, did they not have anyone lined up, or did t- someone pull out?
0: So they did have, I think, a few people uh, they were considering for him. Except they thought they overplayed the part, and they were kind of <laughs> going for like Heath Ledger Joker kind of vibe. Whereas this yeah. guy was much more restrained, um, and as a result, kind of more eerie. Because we always say it's those like authoritative kind of scarily calm evil characters in horror that always, I don't know, they're they're, they're more memorable, more intimidating, so... I mean,
1: I I wasn't a big fan of his character. Okay. Because he's kind of just like a self-righteous fraternity prick. Literally a school kid. (laughs) Yeah. They're
0: all school kids, rocking up with shotguns and axes and machetes and shit, saying they want this homeless guy just because he...
1: I thought he looked familiar. He is from the movie Sanctum, which I mentioned... Oh, that was the cave diving. Yeah, I mentioned a while one. ago on the uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, sir.
1: Okay. Yeah, nice.
0: All right. So I, there are some respectable names in mm. here. Then it's just, I guess, Ethan Hawke's the most recognizable. Yeah, cool. Um, produced by Bloomhouse Productions mm-hmm. uh, and Platinum Dunes, which was Michael Bay's yeah company with two other guys. So I'm not,
1: not a big fan of Platinum Dunes because in mm. my mind they just have a bad taste of like the Texas Chainsaw remake mm. and just like throwing out shitty. Remakes to make money Yeah, yeah Lots of CGI And also action, I think mm, Takes, yeah. like, precedence over I mean, the horror. it's Michael Bay There's gonna be action Yeah,
0: but I mean What we do like about Blumhouse um, Is he'll give them just enough money To make a decent enough movie And as yeah. a result They get all the creative freedom So it ends mm. up generally being a better movie Than 90% of Hollywood films
1: I mean, yeah I think that is honestly something that a lot more studios should take apart. Mm. Like It obviously works. Yeah, you get fucking Disney. How much did the latest... Like, how much did the Marvels cost to make? Oh. Like, how many millions? An many, eye-watering like, sum. Tens or hundreds of millions. Yeah, and It's like, yeah, they might make back the money and then mm. some. Mm. Or they could have made, like, 10 $30 million movies or yeah. $103 million movies.
0: And I feel like even if you got to go down that CGI route, look at jurassic park like a 90s movie that was one of the first to have cgi and the dinosaurs still look pretty good mm-hmm. today i mean have had a much bigger budget than spielberg <laughs> but uh anyway i digress um yeah, so the perch uh made it on a budget of just three million is pretty impressive but you can also kind of see that with the relatively one location
1: yeah i mean to be fair like the location is a rich person's neighborhood. Mm. So I think inherently it was going to cost a little bit of money there to shoot. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine th- what would the rest of it even gone to? Cause I'm pretty sure like most Bloomhouse stuff, they don't really get paid a flat rate, do they? They can't. Well, they might get paid a base, small flat rate, but then they get like a share of the profits.
0: Yeah, I would say so because they generally invest in film ideas or scripts that they know are gonna like blow up. Oh, they hope. I'm yeah, sorry. so they probably go for a percentage.
1: Yeah, because I think I read that Ethan Hawke was only paid like three thousand. Oh, okay. But then because he got a share of the profits, he went on to make mm. a fuck ton more.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So I guess spoilers. He's only in the first Purge film. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen this, uh, sorry, it's been out for 10 years. It's your own fault. Um, but yeah, I, I think I read a similar thing. And the main reason he settled for that was because he was like friends with either the director or the writer or... Uh, well, same guy. I think, it
1: was, yeah. I think it was with a producer. Producer, okay. It yeah. might have even been Bloom, Jason Bloom himself. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was cool. Um,
0: but yeah, budget a three mil. And it made 89.3 in the box office. So, very successful. Yeah, yeah. You can see why it spawned a
1: franchise. Yeah. Which I've... So, obviously, I don't know if we said it, but uh, mm. I've only seen the first one, which I watched yesterday. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've read and heard that the general consensus is it's the worst one of the of the franchise. See, and they only get better.
0: Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine about this recently. Um, I've seen the first three, and I think this is... Probably my favourite just for its simplicity. Yeah, okay. Like, I just love those... It's got, it's
1: got the Saw stuff going on.
0: Yeah, I love those simple concepts with one set. But in saying that, um, because with its success, each following instalment is just much larger scale. Mm-hmm. And so they can widen the scope. And obviously the budget goes up with that. So, like, by the time you get to three, it, it becomes like a fucking action assassination film. Like, yeah. it's... And the second one's out on the streets, so there's much more um, kind of going on and more people involved. So, yeah, I, I get that, but I don't know. There's just something scarier about the first one. Like, mm-hmm. while while the sequels may be better made, this one, to me, is the scariest.
1: Okay. No, that's fair.
0: So, I guess you'll have to watch the rest <laughs> to uh, comment on that. But, I mean, I, um, I
1: will watch them. I've, I've decided, because I... Probably came across harshly at the start of this, but mm. I did enjoy it. I've, I very much liked it. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, in terms of home invasion, it was, um, it's my third favourite. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No, I But agree. in terms of, like, I think The Strangers I like more, mm. but the concept I like more in The Purge. Oh, yeah. Because The Strangers is just a bog standard home invasion. Yeah. This one, it's a home invasion, and the thing that sets it apart is the whole concept of The Purge, which mm. is as much as i think it's a load of bollocks interesting <laughs> oh yeah it's it's scary but
0: it's oddly fascinating and to think that it's set in 2022 which we, we've obviously <laughs> surpassed but like not far off it potentially being considered like a real thing like mm-hmm. in a dystopian future particularly america I, I could see this being a thing in real life
1: no i couldn't that's that's absurd okay <laughs> no one would go for that
0: i would hope not <laughs> um but yeah, it's it was inspired by a road rage incident that uh had, um, where he actually ended up in a fist fight with another driver, and uh, he got back in the car, and his wife was like, "Man, I wish that people were allowed one murder a year," and he was like, "Oh, actually, that'd make a good story." <laughs> yeah, there's something in that, um, which yeah, it's it's kind of scary because like even road rage, man, like everyone's just. Super aggressive and hostile and entitled these days. Like, have you even been in a road rage incident apart from flipping someone the bird or beeping the horn if they cut you off?
1: I no longer do that. I used to, like, flip the bird or, like, give them, like, like a hand signal or <laughs> in something. In our younger days. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just too anxiety ridden and terrified. Yeah. Because, like, you don't know who's behind that wheel. Like, yeah. it, they could be a crazy bird. They could have mm. schizophrenia. They could be an alcoholic. They could be a drug addict. They yeah. could be. A you know, any number of things. You don't know what they're going to do. It's never worth it, in my opinion. Mm. Even- Sometimes I'll give them a thumbs up because that's hella passive aggressive. <laughs> sarcasm and, instead. Yeah, and it's like, well, I was giving you a thumbs up, man. What do you want from me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I try to avoid any sort of road rage mm. inciting stuff. I never lean on the horn.
0: I'm the same. I just kind of like break and shake my head slowly <laughs> when they yeah. look back. Um unless it's like a fucking green light and they don't go. It's like okay, <laughs> now I'm leaning on the horn.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you realize it's some old lady yeah. who's like got cataracts <laughs> or something. Didn't even see it.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Um but yeah, uh he also drew influence from a Star Trek episode <laughs> called <laughs> The Return of the Archons. Okay, yeah, look
1: when we came to this episode, I wasn't expecting Star Trek to come up. I'm
0: dropping some Star Trek up in here. Um, I don't think I've even seen a full episode in my life, to be honest.
1: I've seen one. I think uh, Picard got shot with an arrow. Okay, I'm sure someone out, I'm sure Chris could tell me uh, what episode that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I was a Stargate boy for those wondering. Mm, but before uh, Sean gets too bored, let's move on.
0: Yes, uh, and the similarity uh, between that and The Purge was that the crew uh, visits this supposedly peaceful planet on the surface where they actually have this like annual night of violence to alleviate any negative emotions they may have. So that's sort of where he kind of blended that with the road rage rage, uh, incident. Um, And in saying that, the script actually got knocked back around 80 times. Jesus. Which uh, is quite interesting because some of the biggest scripts, like look at Nightmare on Elm Street, Uh, you know, that was denied numerous (laughs) times Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I found that interesting, uh, and then you get someone like Bloomhouse come along, thank God. Uh, and even the the women in white uh, in this part of the freaks gang uh, were based on the the Manson followers, who, Marilyn uh, Manson, <laughs> who uh, apparently Charles Manson, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> apparently James DeMonico is um, he has like a, a fascination with that whole cult, and um, he incorporated a lot of those elements in this franchise.
1: Then why didn't he play any of his music? Did you know Charles Manson made music?
0: Yeah, I know he would like <laughs> walk into labels, or he'd like send his demos in, and get super mad when they'd reject him because he just wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I
1: don't know. It's, there's a there's an acoustic song he does that's I'm sure not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: queue it up on Spotify, add it yeah. to your playlist. Fuck me. Um, but yeah, you touched on before. So essentially, the Purge—it's this one night a year where for twelve hours, I think, from seven pm to seven am
1: on March second.
0: March second was it twenty? March 20-something? 22nd, sorry. 20 no, March 22nd. 21st, 22nd. Because
1: in American dates, it is 3, 2, 1. So, it's like a countdown. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah, nice. Um, and all crime is legal. And that's including murder, which... Not I mean. all crime. Not not all crime?
1: Not all crime. Okay. I think it's... Uh, like I'm pretty sure it's not all crime. Because it's, it's something along the lines of all... Class 4 Like Everything below A class 4 weapon Mm. Then I don't say What it is But I'm sure You can't hijack A nuke And set it off And you know Get away with it Yeah But for all intents And purposes I'm I'm fucking Splitting hairs here Yes all crime is legal Well I
0: think In like the announcement When they have like That broadcast When it ticks over To 7pm They say like All crime is legal Including murder And emergency services Are unavailable for the night Although they
1: do specify That like Political people Above like level 10 Whatever that means Are exempt Yeah so there's obviously, su- you can't go kill the president. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: And that's what's interesting that they have like the the weapon and the government official restrictions because in three, uh, the purge election year, that gets waived. Oh. So yeah, people that are usually granted immunity get targeted and that's why it becomes like kind of a big assassination attempt action movie. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, some weapons not allowed, presumably like army level things because you see people rolling around with like baseball bats and axes and shotguns and shit in the first couple
1: and like yeah assault rifles you you probably can't roll around in a tank oh no no maybe i mean who knows it's not specified
0: because even in the first one when the freaks are like oh we're our reinforcements are coming and we'll get through that door like i was picturing a tank or some shit but it's just like a pickup truck with a don't know winch or something yeah um, and it was ironically introduced to control crime uh, and unemployment rates, which I think they said uh, at the the time that the first one was set was at like 1% or something. And I think they announced it was like the fourth or the fifth purge in the 2013
1: one. Yeah, I didn't catch which, which one it was.
0: Mm. So interestingly, though, it kind of ends up just being a class war like we touched on before. Like mm-hmm. you've got these elitist members of society who just think that the homeless or the unemployed or the drug addicts or what have you are just like muddying our society Um, and they're out to kill them. And essentially how this family, the Sandons, get involved is um, they lock down their house because the dad, Ethan Hawke, is like a security system salesperson and then the son disarms it to let this guy in who's like injured and running around the street asking for help. And turns out this gang of kids uh, were chasing him and that's sort of why they want to break into the house mm-hmm. to, to get him back and kill him and, you know, how dare the Sandons deny their right and all this <laughs> shit. And uh, it's a very American concept. and uh, Of course, yeah. It's it's very, like, gun-heavy. Uh, everyone's got, like, that right to bear arms, constitutional right mm-hmm. that, you know, is a broken record at this point. How many fucking... High school maskers do you need Before you do something about it Uh, But yeah It's definitely a big political statement And um, What I think makes this Interesting For the premise of a horror Is the killers are just civilians Mm -hmm. They're just like Quote unquote Regular people
1: Yeah It's I guess the horror in it Comes from Just Everyday folk Mm. Instead of And I think I read to an interview Like that's another reason Demonaco Like made the story because mm. like he said these days people aren't scared of like vampires and zombies and stuff because there are literal crazy people walking around with guns yeah in everyday life So, like once you face that then the mm. other stuff does not seem scary
0: yeah and i mean as much as i love to just switch off and watch a horror like Hellraiser or something it's good to see and be scared by things that just take real life elements with concepts that could and do happen yeah in everyday life Something that we touched on heavily in the homegrown horror episode, (laughs) talking about Australian cinema. But yeah, and uh, I really love the opening credits to this film as well. It's just CCTV of like riots that they've used um, to show like previous purges and stuff. Um, But it's dubbed with this like soft classical music.
1: Glandaloon, I think.
0: Nice, nice. (laughs) Um, Which I just thought was a really cool, twisted. Uh, opening for Mm -hmm. a film such as this. It kind of reminded me of in like Smile when you see some like videos online of the people that are killing themselves in front of other people and Mm -hmm. um, gave me that kind of vibe. And uh, like I mentioned before, because this film takes place as not being the first annual purge, the characters are kind of already accustomed to it to a degree. Mm. Like you've got the son um, who lets the injured stranger in that's still like not okay with it. Um, And even the mum, uh, is still sort of tentative around it, but it's it's interesting that they're like driving down the street, talking to their neighbors, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you you be safe tonight. Make sure you you know keep that gun handy and lock lock the doors and everything." Yeah,
1: that's definitely like a weird part of it. Like the the, the sheer matter of factness and like they've just completely accepted it. Yeah, and I guess like it, in universe it makes sense because it's set up in the movie that it is very effective. And like Mm. they say, yeah, it has very much like lowered crime rates significantly. And so everyone sees Mm. it as a necessary evil. Yeah. Like, well, this is what we got to do. Okay.
0: Then. Yeah. Like it's obviously gotten the desired results. And there's even like a moment when they're in the basement and the son asks the parents, like, would you do it? And he's like, look, if your mother and I were so inclined, (laughs) yeah, we'd go out and partake in the (laughs) events. It's like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Um, But I guess it also, you know, it would go a long way that they're an upper class family who are well off and the dad like sells security systems. Mm -hmm. So they're probably not as worried as say people that are living in squalor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That are, you know, are targets, but also can't fortify their houses. So I get that. And yeah, there's like a moment where you see like neighbors boarding up their doors and windows and they look over from, like, the daughter's little balcony and the neighbor's, like, sharpening a machete in broad daylight. Like, it's just kind of...
1: I took issue with that scene. simply oh, okay. Because, like, why does a man have a bench grinder out in the back, like, middle of his backyard? <laughs> like I'm, a water fountain. Yeah. I mean, I sh- sure, it's California. I assume it's California. Uh, it kind of yeah. looks California-esque. It did, yeah. So, it, it probably only rains, like, two weeks of the year. Yeah. But still... Like, get get some cover for your bench grinder, man. Mm, mm. The but fact that it was done in the open. Yeah, but I understand that it happens to be there because of the plot. Like, you need yeah. to have that shot where she looks into the backyard and just sees some guy casually, mm. you know, sharpening his machete there.
0: It felt a bit shoehorned, though, I agree. Like, I kind of would have preferred if maybe one of the characters was checking on a neighbour and they, like, knock on the front door and they answer it with, like... I don't know a bloodied apron and they're like sharpening knives or something like that would have been I think cooler and a bit more organic.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean to derail you, but I only just realised it's a squeaky toy. Sorry. <laughs> yes, for those listening up uh, until
0: this point, Nathan's been holding a. Is it a cat toy? Like
1: a? Yeah, it's a, it's a cat toy. Fluffy orange <laughs> octopus. A fluffy orange octopus, the cat toy, and I squeezed it and it squeaked and I didn't realise it did that. <laughs> That's great. Didn't mean to derail you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Yeah, and I guess on that note, where they're in the daughter's bedroom, uh, like once the purge starts and it's past 7pm and they're locked down in the Sandin house, uh, you discover that the boyfriend of the daughter like snuck in before they locked down and Mm -hmm. his plan was to uh, air quote talk to the father.
1: Yeah, this is is part of the movie that like, again, I get why it needs to be there because mm. they need a catalyst for the action to happen. Mm. Uh, but, like, again, very shoehorned in. Like, mm. they, he sets it up that he wants to talk with her father because of the... Like, the father doesn't agree with the relationship because there's an age gap. Yeah. I don't know if it's specified what the age gap is. I know just... Yeah, one, Like the daughter's under 18 He's over 18 I think they might Just leave it at that
0: She's in like A school uniform as well At the start of the film So I think they're implying That he's like Older than her
1: Yeah 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 Like yeah He's he's definitely He's the over 18 one mm. uh, Otherwise I mean the, the father You know Wouldn't have any reason To disprove Yeah Um, But then He immediately goes to Kill the father Yeah Like that doesn't it's, Make sense to me It's very abrupt Like yeah okay It's it's legal you're not going to get you're not going to go to jail for murdering your girlfriend's father. Yeah. Uh, you, she's not going to be your girlfriend anymore. Mm. And oh, but then in my mind I don't know, I was started thinking like was that his plan all along? Was he just dating her to kill the father? Cuz that's where I thought it was going to go. That's oh, when Okay. Even when he was saying I'm going to have a word with your father, I thought they were setting it up that he was I don't know, he had some beef with the father outside or, Yeah, okay you know, He had some other backstory And he was just using Cut the Cut him daughter. off earlier in the year And he's like, I'm <laughs> waiting for
0: the next purge, motherfucker Yeah,
1: like he, he just started dating the daughter as like a long con to get in Okay, that could have been more I, interesting I much would have <laughs> preferred that Instead of just them dating I'm going to talk to your father Now I'm shooting him mm. And now I'm dead So there's no real resolution to this yeah. I'm just a catalyst to propel the rest of the movie forward
0: as quickly as it comes up, I do like that that happens after, I think, the son lets the yeah. guy into the house, mm. like the the random dude off the street, because then he just kind of walks down the stairs um, and he's just like, hey, Mr. Sandin, pulls a gun out, <laughs> shoots at him. Like, it's yeah. kind of out of the blue. Uh, but uh, the dad does shoot and kill him. Not that I think he was really intending to, uh, but I did read that the studio changed that because it was... In the original script, meant to be the daughter that shot the father because he didn't approve of their relationship.
1: Okay, so I she's just
0: angsty teen that, yeah. I snaps.
1: Don't know. I don't. I think I like that even less. Maybe.
0: Mm, I think so too.
1: No, nah, I don't know. I've been an angsty teen. I never wanted to shoot my father. No.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, what is interesting about that dude that the son lets in is he's actually got some somewhat of a secondary role in the following two films Oh, okay he kind of becomes like the leader of this uh like liberation group that is kind of riding against the whole annual purge event uh the fact that the second one is called the purge anarchy it's definitely more about like the street fighter (laughs) right side of it not to be confused with the arcade game
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's his name dante is that his name oh i think so yeah yeah okay
0: uh, yeah, and then it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's in like the first act where you get introduced to this masked gang of these sort of uh, private school kids. Um, I can't remember if, is it the parents that refer to them as freaks or was it just like in the script?
1: Uh, I think it might just be in the script. Yeah, I, okay. don't re- I don't recall them because the father definitely seems to like try and give them the respect. There's that scene where he goes talk to him with the door mm. and it's like, he, he literally says... I respect the purge. I respect what you're doing. I'm not trying to stop you or, Mm. like, infringe on your rights. Yeah. You know, I just want to keep my family safe.
0: Because he didn't even want to let the guy in. It was the damn son. Yeah. So, the fact that the son knows that code, like, I mean, I don't know. I I guess the father would have told him, like, look, in case something happens and you need to get out, here's the code. Well, he
1: he also did it this time and presumably other times while they were all in the same room. So the yeah, kid, the kid yeah. probably just looked at it and saw it. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Uh,
0: but what I do like about this, um, similar to Hush, is that he almost immediately removes his mask. Like mm. when he's addressing Mr. Sandin through like the doorbell camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when he kind of says, you know, you've got until this time to release the guy or else we're coming in kind of thing. Uh, and on that note, masks are pretty prevalent throughout the franchise. Yeah, And there's even, like, a line in, I think, Anarchy where a guy on the street selling weapons to people the night of the Purge is like, the Purge is Halloween for adults. <laughs> but uh, I just thought that was strange because masks uh, to kind of intimidate and hide your identity, but it's the one night where you can get revenge or at least, like, release that anger and that yeah, hatred.
1: But I understand because, like, my biggest... Well, not my biggest. One of the thoughts I had during this was... Uh, Yeah, and I think I said it before Like, yeah, okay Everything's legal Mm. Cool You can murder whoever you want Mm. There's no legal ramifications There's still social ramifications Oh, yeah If you're out and murder Someone you know Everyone's gonna know you're a murderer And then, like That would surely Makes for some awkward conversations Or You'd probably lose friends Or something Mm, mm. So I, I assume that's what the mask are for Like, yeah You, like You don't need the anonymity For the legal stuff But sometimes, you know, you still don't want to be...
0: Yeah, that's fair, actually. Yeah.
1: I mean, even now, there's stuff that's legal that you can do that I'm sure you don't want people knowing you do. Mm. Can't think of anything off the top of my head, but...
0: Yeah, I think mean, there's some pretty gnarly masks too. Like, in this one, they're all just... They just kind of look, honestly look like slappy from yeah. Goosebumps. <laughs> but um, in, like, the second one, there's a really cool one um, where it's, like, a blank white round face that's been, like, done up with makeup. And then just someone's just scrawled God Like on the <laughs> forehead which it's just simple and eerie
1: Are they sure they weren't dyslexic They were just trying to say dog? <laughs> just did it in the mirror <laughs>
0: um, But then in three, uh, in election year There's one chick that has one And it's it kind of looks like the comedy tragedy mask mm-hmm. And it's got jagged teeth with kiss me Written in like lipstick okay. on the top They're just really cool I like the I like the design um, Whoever came up with those in the department but. Nice. Yeah, so essentially they, they take uh, the route that kind of we've suggested uh, that we would follow if we were to have a break in is uh, they... I can't remember if they turn all the lights off themselves for the advantage. No, the power gets cut. Oh, the power gets cut. Yeah. Okay. Because it kind of works to their advantage in a way um, where they sort of search the house with the flashlights and this was a really good tense moment, I thought, where you've got a lot of like over-the-shoulder shots mm-hmm. with just this skinny, this like narrow beam of light looking down corridors and turning corners like generally tense when you know someone's in there that you don't trust
1: yeah yeah they're always they're always the tense moments
0: definitely puts you there with them Um, but what I thought kind of detracted from that whole scene was the son's like remote control like doll thing with the the camera in it that he can he can use to kind of lead the the guy he let in to his little like hidey hole in his closet Mm -hmm. Uh, like I get why that was there because it built up a really good moment when the daughter appears and finds the little doll And knows that it's the son Watching mm. uh, from another room And she's like Oh, I'm gonna wait this out in your hiding spot um, Don't tell mom and dad And that's yeah. when he's like No, no, no But he can't like communicate anything to her Actually, That was
1: kind of nice It's very interesting you, you mentioned that moment Because it's something that's just in my head And I hadn't thought about before But mm. because immediately that scene I guess starts with a jump scare of her Literally just jumping in front of the camera Yeah, yeah And that's a cheap jump scare it's not really that good. Kind of sucked. But then it's then immediately, fo- immediately followed by her saying, I'm going to go hide yeah. in that. Brings which, that dread back. Which you already know that the man is hiding in. With a knife. And so I think like that's a really interesting dichotomy of like, you have this cheap jump scare that isn't effective. I didn't mm. jump. Mm. And then immediately followed by not a jump scare just something she says that they've set up mm. and it does instill some fear and dread i'm like man that's i really prefer that second one yeah i think that's really good
0: and i wonder if that was deliberate or whether they actually like wanted that jump scare for the scare
1: factor probably i mean they get the best of both worlds yeah like, that's they, true. they get the people who enjoy jump scares or get re- are really jumpy and mm. then they get the people who i don't know get scared by more thinking things
0: yeah yeah which is, it's subtle but it works and uh it gets to a point where the rest of the freaks are getting impatient and while the mild mannered and like well spoken leader is talking to Mr. Sandin through the door, this friend like comes up and he's like, you know, screaming at him to let him in, they're gonna kill him. And then he just like blows himself with a shotgun, like point blank range while Mr. Sandon is like directly on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. Like, at a point in the film when not much is happening, that kind of caught me off guard. Like, I wasn't sure. expecting that, to be honest, Sure. the first time I saw this, and I thought that was really cool. Because he even says in the dialogue, like, I don't know you, and he was a friend of mine. So, it kind of, like, gives you this idea of what are they going to be capable of once they break in. Sure. Yeah. Like, De- just...
1: Definitely sets the that freak up as, like, a very psychopathic or sociopathic person. Mm-hmm. Because realistically why would you shoot your friend
0: <laughs> yeah and what i like about the 12 hour time frame of the purge is it gives a deadline to this scenario in the film so mm. it's like one way or another the clock's working against them because these kids only have a few hours to do what they want to do mm-hmm. so yeah. they're getting in there sooner or later um and that just raises the stakes so much more i thought and so they get this guy they find him it's a bit of a struggle. They tape him to the chair and then you get this interesting moment where there's kind of like a moral dilemma between the mom and dad where, you know, he's like trying to tie him down and and he's like ordering her to like poke a letter opener into his stab wound or yeah. his, his gunshot wound, whatever it is, to make him cooperate. Um, and then the, the kids are freaking out and that's when she's like, you know, oh, we're becoming animals. We're monsters, just like the kids outside. And sure. it makes him kind of rethink it Um, so then Mr. Sandin's like, all right, well, that's it. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to like stay here and fight, but they don't really have a plan. They, they grab like a pistol and they're waiting on like the other side of the foyer as they like rip the barricade off the front door. They've got
1: multiple guns.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weak. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, that it, it's, a, it's a slight weak point in the movie because mm. it's like, okay, kind of... It's a very immediate reversal that you kind of also see coming anyway. Mm. Um, I get, like, yeah to it, think it, quickly. It, it's, it's a dumb decision. And then it's also a dumb decision not to let the guy out of the chair. Like, they yeah. they, they just left him taped up there with duct tape. Yeah. He could have helped. Yeah. Like, you're on the same team now.
0: Yeah, it's like, look, we won't toss you out there for the freaks if you help us protect our family and our home. Yeah. Would have been... Good bargaining power, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of odd. Like they didn't even just go and congregate in the basement. He opted to like spread out and cover all the vantage points. But as yeah. a result, there's like what do they say? There's like
1: eight. I think that's the eight, freaks. Yeah. I think so. Uh, until they get more of them, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and once they break in, though, I will say this: the choreography is sick. Like oh, yeah. whenever Mister Sandon's fighting the kids, he's got like the pool cue and. There's the axe in the the games room and everything. Like, it's really well blocked out. And um, I think a lot of it was, like, single tracking shots as Mm -hmm. well. There's only a handful of shots in that scene. Uh, And I thought that was really cool. But I guess harkening back to that Manson reference as well with the girls in the white dresses, I love the slow-mo shot of her, like, skipping down the hall with machetes and, like, piggybacking the other guy. and It was just creepy. It's like when you see the masked intruders and the strangers, like, on the swings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or even, like, when they actually catch the, the Lena Hades oh, character and, like and they're tickling like, tickling her. her. Yeah. Oh, just gets yeah. under yeah. your skin. It's, it's, it's the... Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's like, wow, these people are crazy. Yeah. The fact that they have fun with it
0: yeah. just makes it uh, scarier, yeah. I think. Um, But, yeah, in the space of, like, two minutes, James kills, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. And then you get this moment of relief where he stands up and goes to leave the room and then just gets stabbed in the <laughs> stomach by the lead freak. Yeah, it's like it's it's oh man, it's just uh, takes the wind out of you. Um, and I think it's that was just beautiful timing. And I think that's something that I'm now kind of realizing as we're talking about it that this film does well. Uh, and it might be the fact that there is the the twelve hour time limit, but it's just really good pacing to the point where it's like somewhat of a slow burn because they're like waiting out this night and they're doing as much as they can to prevent these people coming in. Yet things happen quickly enough that you don't get bored.
1: Yeah Which is interesting Because like I agree I think it's I like the pacing of the movie mm. But I've read that A lot of people think It's paced poorly Okay I don't know if that means They thought it was too slow Or it was too choppy And like slow at times and fast other times Okay I, I'm not sure They're you know Not me Because honestly uh,
0: There's no real point Where the family in the house Are just hiding Like they're always Doing something They're either yeah. looking For the guy They're you know Getting guns to You know Protect the house or they're negotiating with the the guy at the door. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that made it a bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, some like something is always happening to propel the movies forward. There's mm, mm. there's no dead time essentially. Yeah,
0: yeah, no waste of screen time. Yeah, I think what was a nice touch is when he does get stabbed uh, after killing those kids um, by the leader. He is really careful and generous, and he mm. kind of he like thanks him for like letting him purge. Like it's some kind of like tradition Yeah It yeah, takes it, like it, great honour in it it, it
1: it just goes that That's why I don't like him Like he is self-righteous He's like Yeah yes, Thank you for letting me do the thing That I'm meant to do Yeah uh, I don't like it Just the patriotism is Ugh I don't know if It's patriotism It's just He's crazy
0: <laughs> Yeah well that too uh, And then There's like a A moment where of course The bad guy is delivering a monologue And then he gets shot up Because he's taken too long Yep Daughter comes in the room And blasts him and uh, <laughs> then the neighbours rock up and they clear out the rest of the freaks and they're like, oh, thank you so much. And then turns out, no, they're, they are in fact there to also purge.
1: Yeah, which I mean, I guess, you know, a, that's a twist of the movie for sure. Yeah. I definitely saw it coming from mm. the moment that was that scene with like the mum and the neighbour and yeah. they have that little conversation and she's like, yeah, like... She
0: was too calm.
1: Yeah, well, no, you know, it's too passive aggressive. Like, yeah, what'd she say, like... You've, I, we, we think you've sold you know security to everyone in our community mm. yeah there's been talk that we've paid for that extension on your house and it's like okay well they're definitely setting something yeah. up here.
0: yeah that's true and then you get uh, old Dante was that his name we said sure the dude they let in yep. he uh, sides with the family and uh, he saw saw the good in them mm-hmm. after they uh, were poking a letter opener <laughs> into his wound and <laughs> taping him into a chair uh, and what I really like about the the kind of anticlimax of this film is the mum's like she's had it up to here, her husband's just died. They've had people break into their home and destroy it. She's making these fuckers sit around this table and just wait it out at gunpoint until they hear those sirens. Yeah. Just before the sirens go off. She like leans away and the neighbour tries something and just, like, fucking slams her face at <laughs> the desk and butts her with the rifle. Man, I
1: always <laughs> love, a like, a good bloody nose in a movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, the scene in Batman Returns where the penguin bites that guy's nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, like, this one. It's always just something visceral about a fucking mm. gushing nose.
0: Yeah, just old school. Like, a good headbutt yeah. in, a, in a struggle. I yeah. like a good headbutt. And then you were talking before about how, I guess, like, wearing the mask lets them sort of carry out these acts with a sense of anonymity so they can somewhat live their regular life for the next 364 days. But uh, this would have been so awkward as neighbours. Like, someone's moving house. Yeah, sure. Like, after this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because, like,
0: and they don't, none of them, like, kill each other in the end. But, uh, man, there'd be some bad blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, can you just imagine, like, the cleanup the next day? Like, emergency <sighs> services have been unavailable for 12 hours. This whole country has just unleaked havoc overnight.
1: No wonder the economy is booming. Like, you get cleaners out, they're just, all right, one day a year, we just get absolute, like, we charge people out the ears to clean up dead bodies and shit.
0: Yeah, that's true. In Anarchy, I think it is, there's, like, a guy patrolling the streets with, like, a wagon or something, um, cleaning up and, like, disposing of bodies for, for like, a fee. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the ER rooms the next day, it'd be packed, the morgues.
1: Yeah, that's what my mum went, like, oh, man, it would suck to be, like... A first responder, or an emergency service person, because yeah, it's not yeah. you don't have to work during the purge, but then surely, like, as soon as the purge is over, they going to have like triple the staff working.
0: Oh, dude, funeral home service would boom. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no wonder, no wonder the economy is booming.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's rather ironic. Um, and I also thought it was a nice touch that there's like radio broadcasts as the credits roll of like just. People reporting the carnage Yeah Of the night like, that was
1: They say it's been The most successful purge Which yeah. I guess Like what do you think Their metric is there Do they think Well I think it's it's, just... there was the most carnage So in our backwards logic That means We're in for a good year I think it's we've just had a killed. good year
0: Because to be honest Like In the three films Of this franchise That I've seen Everyone just goes to Murder Like they say yeah. All crime is legal Like why isn't anyone just like doing a little looting? Doing, <laughs> do a, doing a little fucking tax fraud? I
1: don't know. Go like smoke a doobie on the front lawn.
0: Do your taxes on the twenty first of March. Oh
1: my like dude, God. they can't Bro, I submitted my tax return on that day. What That's, are they gonna do? I, what are you gonna
0: do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone's just like, nah, I'm gonna blast my neighbour like yeah. Ah, anyway, they let that tree grow too far
1: <laughs> in my fence. Like that's the day I'll cut down my neighbor's tree. God <laughs> damn Americans!
0: Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. But that's um, the
1: purge movie I want to see. Just like super, like petty, subtle things. It it has potential, like <laughs> to have comic com- relief throughout comedy. here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, what would you do? Or would you just hide?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I w- I would hide. Sure. No, mm. I wouldn't hide here. This is a terrible house. I would hide somewhere. Fortified with people, I'd pro- no. I'd just go camping. I'd go out oh, yeah, camping, true. like the outback somewhere. I'd just have a scheduled trip mm. that I go, and nobody fucking knows where I am.
0: Get as remote as possible. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, isn't it? That it's like it's a public holiday. I think so. It's not like it's there's a, retail yeah. workers having to like defend their shops or yeah. You know, people roll up to Maccas and skip the queue with a machete <laughs> or something. Um. But yeah, I'd probably I'd probably just hide. But uh, man, it'd be a good opportunity to like. <laughs> Rob some bookstores or like a record store or something <laughs> out of the collection.
1: Small scale. Yeah. But um, wild. Cause, wild Because that, that brings me to like the, like my opinion, like where I said, I think it's bollocks, mm. right? Because the whole concept of the movie is everything becomes legal. Nothing is illegal. So people can do what they want once a year. And the whole premise is that it's meant to allow people to like vent their pent up aggression that they want to do during the year. Mm. But... Are there really... Maybe I'm just an optimist, but I don't think there's that many people who actually want to commit murder in real life. I would hope not. Like... Let alone hold a grudge that long. Yeah, because I, I assume the regular person, come purge night, isn't going to go out and kill people. Because, mm. like, I don't I, I think better of people. Yeah. I, I don't kill people, not because it's uh, illegal, but because mm. I'm a, a decent human being. Yeah. I don't steal things because... Not, not not, from the fear of getting caught Because you know, it's, you know It's a shop You know They're just a business I mean yeah. maybe Big corporations We're talking differently But yeah. uh, I'm you not can't gonna steal from a bookstore It's, a, it's just a bookstore Trying to make a living I don't think Killing someone
0: Would resolve your Personal gripes
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I'm know? just a I think I'm, maybe I'm just a better man
0: Can you imagine like The paperwork of Like insurance claims <laughs> as well And shit like that Like how how would you make it work with like daylight savings or different time zones? That's and another
1: thing I I thought because it's over the entire US. Yeah, it's like oh yep, is it six till seven here and then six till seven there? Yeah, can you just travel like if you're rich enough and you have a private jet, you just get like an extra hour of purge time?
0: Because <laughs> mm, that's true. If it's like a public holiday, like do they completely shut down like airports? I don't know. Mm. See, that's another interesting thing I think in one of the sequels is they show like uh, TV reporters at airports and you've got people from Europe and Asia like flying like into America flying for the purge. It. Yeah, they're like, oh, we love America. We want to break some shit.
1: <laughs> I've heard that pe- that that's one of the reasons people love the seagulls is because it, like, because it like fleshes out and explores mm. the impacts of it in the real world. Yeah. Whereas I kind of, like this one Because it is I'm, I'm a small scale guy I That's like, what I mean yeah. I like movies That are very tightly contained There's only a couple of characters mm. Like spider Man's one of my favourite superheroes Because he's the The friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man All the yeah. stakes are usually like Very close to home
0: Yeah He's someone you can
1: relate to Even if he has
0: superhuman strength And yeah. whatnot.
1: And I mean, you know, The Lighthouse, that's just two dudes in a lighthouse. Mm, mm. Doesn't get much better.
0: That's what I mean. Like, the concept of The Purge itself uh, has a lot of opportunity to be explored, which they do in in some of the sequels. Mm. Like, I think The First Purge is like a prequel and it goes back to the origins. Uh, but then also the fact of having it in this little bubble and having that it's not The First Purge and you've got already... This this setup has already sort of um, taken place, and it, all the characters uh, sort of are taking it matter of factly. I think works really well in at least the first Perch film.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you set up this universe where it has like it, it's become a part of life. Yeah,
0: and another interesting part to that in in Anarchy is it goes from like an upper class wealthy family in one to like poor people and um, like homeless people in two. And then right. you've got like the upper upper class of like government officials <laughs> like, in three, yep. so yeah, it's it's interesting how they've also because it's such like a political so socio political statement, they've mm. really tried to um, go down like every avenue to see sort of how it would affect different minorities, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and um, in terms of technique, like simple enough. Like I, I do like a lot of the shaky handheld stuff when you're you're shooting a horror in a house. It definitely puts you there with them, like I said. Yep um a lot of those over the shoulder shots uh a lot of like peering behind walls and furniture i liked as well like mm-hmm. you as the viewer are hiding
1: a lot of shots like through the cctv footage so you can like yeah see true throughout the outside of the house the different places where they are
0: yeah that reminded me a lot of panic room not seeing that oh okay i think it's is it kristen stewart and jared leto i don't
1: know if it's jared leto isn't it a woman an older woman Oh like, yeah, but I think uh, he's
0: like the leader of the oh, okay. invaders
1: I'd buy that, he's a creep Yeah, good actor No, good he's not What do he's you mean a he's good a good, good actor? What's he a good actor in?
0: Oh, His tiny
1: I'd... role in Fight Club Where he just gets beat up Yeah He's not even that good <laughs> He sucked as the Joker Oh yeah, he was a
0: terrible Joker I mean, yeah. we
1: don't even need to talk about Morbius It's Morbin oh, time Oh god,
0: yeah, true Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just looking through rose-coloured glasses Because I, I love him as a singer
1: Yeah, I think... His his voice is his one redeeming quality. In real life, mm. he's a creep. <laughs> no, he, I think he is actual legitimate he is, creep. He is he's is had some weird. Young, he's had some young girlfriends. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, yep. yeah. Apparently, he's an arsehole And I just don't think he's that good of an actor either.
0: I think he's definitely way up his own ass. But like the early thirty Seconds Of Mars records, his range is incredible. Yeah.
1: But maybe, anyway, maybe it all just went to his head. Yeah,
0: I think so. It all just goes back to that never answered question of can we enjoy the art of bad people. <laughs> <laughs> uh um you know what i think was my favorite shot though in this entire film i don't know if you would have had one um to frame but there's a moment when uh like the purge has just started uh, and i think they've cut the power and it's just showing some quiet panning shots of the house and there's one where it's in the games room and you can see like moonlight coming in through the windows and you can only see like the colored billiard balls on the pool table and everything else is in shadow that was right. a beautiful <sighs> shot
1: Geez, I must have looked away at that point or it didn't yeah. stand out. I don't remember that at all.
0: It was probably one of the few, like, technical shots in this mm. kind of film that I noticed, but yeah. Yeah, no it
1: was no, good. no, no technical shots that uh, that stood out to me. I think mm. it's, like, I mean, Platinum Dunes, right? It's not... They're not making it to be an artsy movie. Mm. They're making it for action and for, I don't know, for mainstream mobians, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it does live kind of the best of both worlds because it is this, like, action cheap movie mm. but it does it does create some conversation and makes you think a little bit
0: yeah and i think that's uh what's really beautiful about this concept is that's kind of what started well that's where like the inspiration came from to write the script was like what if this happened mm-hmm. and now it's one of those movies where it's its own little story uh in this dystopian world but you can walk away from it it's one of those films you could like see with people at the theater and in the car park, standing around for hours, like, <laughs> theorizing about yeah, what yeah. would happen in the real world.
1: Yeah. True.
0: Which, uh, I think... It's
1: the type of movie that, like, would create a lot of conversation with friends.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, we both kind of said it from the get-go in this episode of the pod. Like, it's not a fantastic movie. Definitely not our favorite, like, home invasion horror. Mm. But there's just something about it that keeps
1: it relevant and... Popular enough that Rick and Morty did a whole episode based on it. So, nice. Yeah, that's how you know something's culturally significant. Yeah, yeah. But um,
0: yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about the purge.
1: Yeah, I think that's. There's not much we, not much else we can talk about. It's a very simple movie. Hmm. Mm.
0: We yeah. already proposed what you would do in the event. What would you yeah. do in the event of the purge? If the if mm. the purge, the annual purge was to be implemented in Australia, email us and tell us what you would do.
1: See, Australia is different because. You're not going to be as worried about people running around with like assault rifles and automatic <laughs> rifles.
0: Old grannies aren't packing. <laughs> you yeah. are walking down the street.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is local news. Uh, obviously, I'm, we're buying our house. We're like three days out Hell from yeah. settlement date. Uh, in nice upstate Kalanga. Uh-oh. Uh, we got like the news two, three days ago that literally on the other side of a shopping centre down the road, someone got stabbed and then their house was burnt... Like tried house burn, was you know? set on fire? Yeah What the hell So Yeah but you know That's fine That's okay
0: Anyway Be nice to your neighbours Is what we've learned From
1: <laughs> Tell you what <laughs> From that I don't remember my neighbours names oh, I feel I, hate so, that. I feel somewhat bad about that <sighs> But I'm making friends With their dog
0: Nice Nice
1: Apparently they've had some Some previous tenants live In this house That uh, were not kind And had domestics And mm. you know The dog got really protective And oh, I think it's also okay. A rescue dog as well Yeah And so I was talking to them And they're like Yeah no Like well, sorry, but like, you know, she's very protective. I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. It's only when I approach the fence, she barks. Mm. But I bought my Christmas ham the other day. <laughs> yeah. And so I had like a bunch of off cuts and I went over like, hey, do you mind if I just, you know, oh, give us some nice. ham? Immediately just took the ham and like started licking my hands. I'm like, yeah. Right, I'm making progress here. That's it. I'm going to make this this dog my friend. You just got to check their letterbox, <laughs> find their name and then knock on the <laughs> door.
0: Yeah. I think your mail ended up in my uh, yeah. my mailbox.
1: Yeah. Cause I think they have said it twice now. Oh, that's worse. And, yeah. But I mean, realistically, when will I ever need to talk to them by their name?
0: Yeah, I don't know if something ever happens, or if you're going away for a week and you want them to keep an eye on the place, make Why? sure. Why? Why else get do you, you think Ned
1: Flanders says hardly ho, neighborino"? <laughs> he doesn't know Homer's name. I'm convinced. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit Yeah, true I mean, I'm so bad for that When I meet new people Shake the hand They say their name You say your name Immediately forget
1: it Because you're just Worried about not <laughs> fucking up Your greeting yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're too focused On trying to remember your name Yeah I've heard I've, I've read like different tricks And stuff you can do To like Try and remember it mm. Like, I think there's one That's like You just gotta Think of their name And then Whatever their name is Try to think of Another person's name That is significant to you Okay Like I can't think of a good example. But if I were to meet someone and they said, oh, my name's John. That's an easy one. My dad's named John. Yeah, okay. I just got to picture you as my dad. Yeah, I know your name.
0: See, yeah, something that I've heard works and that I try to do, uh, particularly at work with customers, is if you find out their name, you use that when you speak to them for the rest of the conversation. Like mm-hmm. not so much that it's fucking creepy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I find that works. And then it's also it creates like a bit of a rapport.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. Anyway. Sure. We are not the people to give out uh, social skill advice,
1: but uh, here you go. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's, uh, that's a good place to end the episode. Yeah, so let's thank, wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Uh, okay, sorry. I just want to punch in with an extra thing before we end the episode. Oh, okay. You sent me a message today. We officially have like a thousand oh, yeah. um, downloads over all episodes. We've
0: clocked over a thousand downloads from uh, from our distributor, which is nice. So yeah. whatever... Not,
1: not the most amount. Let's not, oh, we're not, no. not going to be breaking in any big bills. It only took us like 30 something episodes. But, but I, I like it. I think we've built it's, up a, it's a modest. good It's I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of us. It's good to know someone's listening. Yeah. So yeah. thank you to you right now. <laughs> listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. Insert name. Uh but yeah, in the meantime you can catch us on our social media at Deadhouse or Deadhouse Pod. Send us any emails you wanna you want us to read at deadhousepod at hotmail And we'll be right back.